one in Battlefront's not bad. There's just something... Yeah. I haven't played Battlefront. I the Battlefront Vader's good. The others are meh. The Han Solo does not sound like him. No. The Luke one sounds... The more I listen to the Luke one, the more off he sounds. Mm-hmm. Princess Leia also doesn't sound like her. Not remotely. Nope. And I I think Lando sounds... Yeah, Boba Fett's Boba good. Fett sounds like a New Zealander. Not like Boba Fett. Well, uh, what are you saying? They all sound they all sound alike. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it sounds weird. Um, What's the line from Epic Rap Battle: "You let a Kiwi hold your gun, and he effed up your cannon." <laughs> it's true. Uh, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Geeks with Kids, your week bi-weekly uh, geeky parenting uh, podcast. I am one of your hosts, Eric, and to my right is the man who never stops singing, Spears. Spears. <laughs> Spears sings. Hashtag for everyone. And we don't have uh, Aaron this week because he has leveled up to Parenting 2.0. Yay. Yeah. Are we allowed to talk about that? I guess they not really a secret. No, no. It's been on Facebook, I think. Yeah, it's for a while. On, therefore, everybody knows. They haven't said the name. Have they picked the no, name yet? It's just baby girl. They're, they're right doing now. like the NBA did with LeBron James. They're I don't know what you're, you're talking about. Sports? Yeah, it's sports. Sports ball. Player. Sports geek. Which sports ball? Um, when he was a free agent, he left it all up as a huge mystery as to I don't where care. he was going. <laughs> and that's what that's what Aaron's doing with kids. <laughs> and across from me is the man in the Boba Fett shirt, Mark. Hello, everybody. Welcome. So, what's up? I didn't listen to the last podcast. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I was busy. Did you listen to our two-part saga? I, I, no, it was it long. It was not actually a saga. No. But I, I, I don't know. I liked it. Each episode was only about an hour long. Yeah, they were shorter. I didn't listen to all of it. I was kind of doing homework. Uh, that's okay. I wasn't listening to it because I was recording other podcasts. Oh! oh shameless plug. <laughs> don't worry. I'll plug that later. Um, <laughs> So, uh, what what did you did you talk about any newsy things back then? Uh, it was more than five minutes ago, dude. Um, that was also like four weeks ago. Not, yeah, why was it? Um, yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, because we pasted out oh, <clears throat> we pasted out the release over a couple of weeks. Um, but we talked about stuff. I, I was about to say Disney Shanghai, but that was the last time you were there. Disney um, Shanghai. Oh, the pirates oh, the pirates thing. Shanghai, that looks amazing. Yeah. Um, um, did you see this video? No. We oh. we did we talked about rebooting eighties cartoons. We talked about the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon at some length. So uh, nothing of importance is what you're saying. <laughs> you, sir, are denigrating what is back according with to some comes a great eighties cartoon. <laughs> was, what? was it in the eighties? I thought it was early nineties. No, it was eighties. No, it, it was it, it was contemporary to Transformers and GI. Yeah, Game. it would have oh. been like eighty four, eighty five, yeah. something like that. I just remember it being it was in the being on TV and being like, huh, I can go play it, with my it toys. Definitely <laughs> was not as good as Transformers or well, James and Aaron remember it quite fondly. Hmm. Did um, either of them play D and D? No. Interesting. That's, see, that's, that's, that's more why. confusing. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. I hypothesized that if someone had told someone who'd never played D anD D what D anD D was, that cartoon is sort of like what they would come up with. Mm. Yeah, you're probably right. Like the Jeremy Irons movie. I don't want to talk <laughs> about that. <laughs> There's nothing like watching Jeremy Irons for an hour and forty minutes or however long that was with an expression going, at least I'm getting paid. Oh my god. At least I'm getting paid. There's a scene where he's making this big dramatic speech to like a, a like a conference full of wizards or whatever. And at the end of the scene he walks out like dragging his staff behind him with his head hung. He looks like legitimately just, depressed. Yeah. Oh. What? What? Oh. Oh, you could just say you need the the bottle opener. You don't have to. You don't have to. We don't need evidence of all the alcoholism. There's not all the. There's only a little bit of alcoholism. <laughs> most of the wine's upstairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, is it true? I think most of the wine is actually Actually, down there's here. a lot down here. As well. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I thought that was like Avengers: Age of Ultron wine. <laughs> it could be. It's we could fill that. that. Great for the first half hour, but then gets kind of. There, there's also more the liquor end. back there, and more, and more. That's that's okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. Do we need to open any of those to start talking about stuff? No, we can talk about whatever. Well, so um, yesterday, Canada Day, did you guys do anything? I took Mara out to see fireworks for the first time in her entire little life. Did she? She was over the moon for about twenty minutes. Mm -hmm. 
when she realized how loud they were. And then she had her little hands on her ears for about fifteen minutes, and then we had to leave. Ah, uh. so it was it was cool though. We have a we have a head pl- uh, headphones. We right have now. headphones too, but we kind of left them on the shelf at home. That's which wasn't I don't the know best where ours are. I think they're in a closet somewhere upstairs. Oh. I just assume because I'm basically deaf that everybody is basically deaf. That's I mean, fair. Yeah, Spears. Uh, nothing. No, we did stuff. Still remember? It was, was yesterday. What was it? Oh, we went to um, <laughs> we went to the museum in Kitchener. That's we, what it's called, the museum. Is it really? What museum? Is it just a museum? I mean, it's, it's like a kid's museum. Oh, that's cool. Um, no, it's right. It was right downtown on King Street. It's uh, it's in the same building as Center in the Square. Oh, talking about Kitchener, Ontario here. Um, I like Center of the Square. It's actually yeah, pretty cool. Cool. Uh, but no, it's nice. It's um, when you go in, the first level is just sort of like a free play space, and they've got these. Like huge foam blocks and some different like oversized Lego things. You love it, Mark. Yeah, that sounds right on my alley. <laughs> like the the small Lego blocks are about the size of a case of beer, so like you would be right it's at home. Like perfect. Yeah, there was also this cool like sort of lighting installation where kids can hit big buttons and change the color of light. Then they run up to the screen and they can mess around with their shadows and stuff. It's pretty cool. And then when you go upstairs, there's like different you know kind of traditional museum things. Uh, there was like um, a prehistoric exhibit all about like mastodons and woolly mammoths. There was a weather rex stuff uh, nice. kind of exhibit. Which is a little, I don't know, it was a little jarring actually. Part of that exhibit was about Katrina. Oh. And they had like artifacts. For children? And, he, I guess for middle schoolers. This is a great but... weather phenomenon that killed hundreds of people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how much my kids got out of that. Got Try out of those and sleep floors, tonight, but, kids. Yeah. Well, it was weird. Like, I, I went to. Rivers Fest yesterday in Waterdown, mm-hmm. which was all right. The food was good because, you know, ribs. Ribs. How can you... You can't go wrong with ribs unless you can't eat ribs. Yeah. Can you have ribs? Cow ones. Cow ones, yeah. Do they make cow ones? Yeah, actually, I have a they're huge... They're really, really good. I have a huge... Mm. They're, they're almost as good as pork ones. Almost? Okay. <laughs> I, I assume really, the, the fat I have content's really up the same. a huge package of beef ribs at home that I got for Oh, free, it's, it's so. those are the shorter ones. Oh, the, the, oh no, the, these the, ones are like a foot long. They're massive. I meant I, the, the bone. Oh, yeah, I guess. I tried to barbecue them once, and I misread the recipe and put on way more oil than it called for. Did you did you broil it first and then pop it on to the barbecue? Yes. As okay. a matter of fact, I did. Nice. But, That's the way. Um, no, when I got them or out, they were them. just like, yeah, they were just like charred to nothing. I will well, get. They're uh, done properly. They're delicious. I will get one of those barbecue eggs. You know the ceramic. Oh, eggs. a Kamado grill. Yeah, yeah, I will one day have that. They sell yeah. them at Costco. And, yeah, uh, they do. But I, I've heard from a couple people. If you're gonna go for a Kamado, go for the big green egg. Yeah, make well, sure my, it's, my friend. Well, my got friend. One of those instead of my barbecue. Make my sure brother-in-law has version. Has a different version. A Canadian-made one, and it's also really good. It's really good. Yeah, okay, because yeah, I've talked to someone who had a. They bought a less expensive. And it just like the ceramic just cracked. This one's oh. the this one's the same price as a green, big green egg, if not a little more. Yeah, so they're like <laughs> seven eight hundred bucks. Kind His of was thing, yeah. I think twelve hundred. Yeah, seven hundred so, is minimum. Yeah, but small price to pay for perfect beef ribs. The guy I perfect everything. Three hundred dollar one. Yeah, <laughs> you can make be amazing. I've never used one. I'm oh, curious. they're they're amazing. You can make. When I cooked a burger on it, it took maybe thirty seconds. Thirty oh, wow. seconds. Pop it on. Flip. Done. Sounds like how I cook my steak. Well, it gets over a thousand degrees, right? Yeah. You're cooking your steak now. You've mellowed. No, well, no. You, like, get the outside a little bit brown, and then you throw it on a plate, and you eat it. You eat blue (laughs) rare? Oh, yeah. So you're like Stu. You and Stu should go and have steak. Yeah. And then we'll cook ours a little bit more. (laughs) A little bit. I, not much. Just a I feel bit. like if you're not risking food poisoning, you're probably not living close enough to the edge. <laughs> you get Devo in on this. Yeah. Oh, he made me pulled pork, and he gave it to me when we were out playing cards the other night. Yeah. Oh, this guy makes pulled pork that you have dreams about. Mm. This is our buddy uh, Devin. He works at. I know Devin. Uh, I can't remember the name of the place he works right now. Oh, it's but like, he's it's works, a grill in the east end of Hamilton. It's a grill in the east end of the Hamilton. Oh, uh, Rankins or something like that. Devin Thurston? Yeah. He's always on uh, our Facebook page. (laughs) That's why I feel like I know him. He's a big, giant nerd as well. Do you have non-nerd friends? Do I have non-nerd friends? I have non-nerd. Well, (laughs) you might be as close as I come. I have to a non-nerd friend? Yeah. How's he a non-nerd friend? I'm just saying I don't have any non-nerd friends. Um, Wait a minute. I'm trying to think. Piper? Because he knows how to play Magic. 
Yeah. Mm. That's a nerd. <laughs> That's a nerd. He's a lapsed. I don't even know how to play magic. Well, I do nerd. sort of know. But how to he, play. you know, he was always kind of. He, I think he just he's got into magic because that's what everyone at our lunch table in high school was doing. You know, but he's always been like a sports guy and like an athletic guy more than. I have a lot of friends who are sports nerds, which is I know it sounds like a contradiction, but they're like they like the really stats and all the that statistics stuff, yeah. and they'll sit there and like tell you the math of why this guy's a better player and Jonah like Hill i love sports Moneyball. i don't yeah like jonah hill for Moneyball, totally which is an awesome movie but um yeah i have a lot of sports nerd friends i don't have a lot of friends that aren't like traditional nerdtastic type people hmm. or geeks or dorks that's about fair. some damn thing or other yeah well if you think about it sports <laughs> fans are i mean a geek is really someone who's really passionate about their hobbies. Yeah. Trust me, go to a Blue Jays game. You'll get some people, people who are exceptionally passionate about their hobby. They're also passionate about beer. So are we. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be beer. <laughs> we have grenadine up there. We can make, like, Shirley Temples. Um, uh, I have. We could make Shirley Temples, but Eric, what are we drinking? Shirley Temples? <laughs> <laughs> I also have tomato clam juice upstairs, so we can make Caesars later. We'll see. Mm, I like Caesars. I also have this, the rimming salt for the rimming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound bad at all. Where was I going with this? Oh, July 1st. Marvel, you know, in all their wisdom, decided to announce their most patriotic of all the, all the like the most American team ever. Well, because while we're celebrating Canada Day, they're just ramping up for July the 4th. Yeah. They, so they announced the U.S.A. Avengers. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's the name. The US of USA Avengers. Where is it? There it is. See? Look at that logo. It looks like a G.I. Joe logo. It really that does. That actually the... is the G.I. Joe logo. Yeah, it's the three stripes on the top. And the and the font. Does yeah. does it is? Does Marvel own the like GI Joe? They 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 used to do. So no, I don't know what GI Joe is with IDW now. But they have a good they have a very friendly relationship with Marvel because Marvel let them reprint all of the old eighties okay. comics. That's probably good because otherwise Marvel would be getting sued about that because that is a direct. Mm. That made me think of the cartoon and knowing it's half the battle. Pork chop sandwiches. <laughs> um, so this team... I can't remember the cartoon properly. <laughs> That's all I think about when I think of G.I. Joe. I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't the know. The movie I remember pretty well. Yes. Up until the point that Duke dies. The cartoon. And then happen. he comes back at the end. He's okay. He's just sleeping. Does he actually come back, or do they just say that as a They just say it off, off, like, it's a character off screen who says, Duke's all right. He's in a coma. <laughs> You know, awesome. By character, you mean a producer? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because the, the the scare of Optimus Prime that that what led to a lot of angry parents yeah. and children. Yeah. I well, not not angry children, crying children. Crying children. Yeah. <laughs> he, Matt's still crying about it. I, I would Scares. be. If, still, oh, that's it, coming out on Blu-ray too. Yeah. I'm yes. excited. I'm the really Transformers movie. What color Hot Rod is going to be? Because mm. when they remastered it for DVD, he came out. Pink. He was pink though in real life. I don't it? remember that. I no. remember him being red and orange. He was red and orange. I was just joking. In the cartoon, yeah, it worked. Well, they're doing a re. They're they're, they're cleaning up all the prints and stuff, which is yeah. nice. We'll see. It was if they... really sweet when the last um, when the DVD remaster came out. Um, Terry and I had we'd been dating for a little while, but not like a super duper long time. But she got that for me for my birthday, like twentieth twentieth uh, anniversary Aww. or whatever. Then we, I popped uh, yeah. it in, and Hot Rod was pink, and I'd be like, "Yeah, it's great, hun." <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I bought it, and then me and Stu had a date, Aww. where we watched it on my couch, and then we fell asleep. It's very holding neat. each other, obviously, right? I assume. <laughs> was, yeah, you that's, know. that's actually why I've never watched it with Spears. <laughs> <laughs> I do get very emotional and affectionate. Sometimes you just you need a hug, especially in certain scenes. I contend that the scene where Optimus Prime dies is very, very effective, even if you know nothing about Transformers. It is so like, and then he goes gray. He goes gray. He dies. How, how does the metal change color? <laughs> we don't know. I assume by some weird by, by some, thing. I'm guessing by some Asian uh, animator who had who's chained to his desk. Everybody work. Everybody work. <laughs> they ran out of red. Tom Cruise, to save him. us. <laughs> so, so the U.S. Avengers are comprised of the amazing Squirrel Girl. See, Squirrel Girl has been. She has a really, really good comedic series running with Marvel right now. 
So mm-hmm. she's a very popular and marketable character. She's been super popular the past couple of years. Like yeah. she just keeps ramping up and up. Bendis yeah. brought her into the like into the Avengers themselves mm-hmm. and spent like half an issue showing her hold her own in hand to hand combat against Wolverine. Wasn't she Wolverine's girlfriend or something at one Same point? Same issue. <laughs> All right. Sounds like Wolverine. <laughs> who's this? Just... Who's this? DaCosta guy. I I have no idea. Roberto DaCosta is Sunspot from uh, New Mutants. I don't. I don't. Think I'm that's not used Sunspot. to him having a white stripe down the middle of his. Um, that could be him with his powers off. Maybe he's going to be Skunk Boy. Uh, in the new Avengers. <laughs> they changed his powers a little bit. Instead of <laughs> he does, he stinks. Instead of turning the sun into like blasts of energy, he just smells bad. It doesn't even say who, why he's in here. What they haven't? Well, Sunspots. Oh, um, Sunspots. Human name is Roberto da Costa, so that's probably who it is, but. Roberto and, da Costa, formerly Sunspot. Formerly. Maybe he lost his powers or something. Or maybe he's just changing his identity as he's not, if he's not being with the X Men anymore. Well, he does I have a nice. He wants to be involved in Marvel. He does uh, have a nice suit. Yeah. Then the Red Hulk. Say, he kind of looks like a Republican. Uh, well, he, you know, he looks more like Thunderbolt Ross now that they let well, him Well, he has a mustache. mustache. Yeah. The glasses. Because they had when they introduced the Red Hulk, it was a big question as to who he was in his alter ego, so they took the mustache off. Pod, I don't know who that is. No, I, I think he, I think it's either. new. It reminds me of um, from Alpha Flight, uh, Box. No, it looks like the robot from Mass that Effect. Will Smith movie. It's a Norwegian Smith? teenager. I robot, alien armored Norwegian teenager Pod, huh. a new female incarnation of the Iron Patriot, who is. What's her name? Tony Ho. That is the. <laughs> <laughs> She's the daughter of someone, but I. John I don't... Ho. <laughs> and uh, Cannonball, the you know the the most redneckest of all. He characters. looks basically exactly like he does in New Mutants. He's still got his signature like aviator goggles. What did you say? He reminds me of the aviator. He, looks he, a, he, he looks also looks like, like a rocketeer. A rocketeer, yeah, rocketeer that's what going, yeah. actually, yeah. Because they've given him like an old style like twenties aviator jacket with like the fur collar and just stuff. Just needs that awesome swoop back helmet. Yeah, yeah. So they announced this, and you know, Canada was like, "We don't care because <laughs> we're cause, busy because <laughs> Alpha Flight's going to go talk to Justin Trudeau, <laughs> and and that's that's actually an issue, Mark." Why is, is our well, prime wait, minister in comic books? Isn't it just a variant cover? No, no. I didn't, know that Alpha, I didn't think Alpha Flight had a series right now. Yeah, it's part of the. It's going to be um, an issue in um, in Civil War Two, like sort of a one shot. Yeah, so it's okay. them. It's them sort of being like talking about what's going on south. <laughs> they kind of did this in the first Civil War, where they did an Omega Flight uh, series, just to be just to have like Canada. Standing in for every other nation of the world, looking at what's happening in America and being like, effing Americans? Like, what are you doing, eh? I, I was, what's this all about? <laughs> we got mutants here and it's never been a problem, eh? Is he wearing boxing gloves for yep. real in the... Oh, my goodness. Yes. It's because they photo-referenced the boxing match he was in with Senator uh, Brett Brazeau. Brexit. What? No. Brexit? <laughs> yeah. Don't. Um, maybe later. <laughs> Don't jump. Well, we could Fox talk about that. It'll be two weeks old. Has has it healed a little bit, the Brexit vote? No, I don't think it will. I don't think it will. Either. I don't think it's... I don't think it's ever going to heal. I Dude, think... Don't you love the people who are like, well, if I knew it was going to be... Uh, I'm going to stop the accent. Yeah. If I knew it was going to be... Um, if we are going to actually leave, I wouldn't have voted leave. Well, it's... There's been a bunch of people who thought oh, it would be funny to vote leave, and you're like, okay. Those are the people that thought it would be funny to you're vote on... for um, Harper again. Well, exactly. People thought it would be funny, or because or the people voting for joke. Trump. I think the scary thing with the number of people who voted for Harper and the number of people who voted for the leave in Brexit campaign, and the number of people I think are going to vote for Trump, Trump in the American election. Is there's actually a really big scary undercurrent of racism that I thought was kind of on its way out, mm-hmm. and it's really come back to the forefront, and yeah. that's really bothersome. Well, luckily, when like because we had that racism early on, and like especially in Harper's, oh, it was like the last the whole, election the was super. It, only it was embarrassing. Yeah, 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 it kept on going. On, not even just just in his regular government. Oh, even in his regular government. Yeah, yeah. you're right. But um, but now. I see that that's moved south, and that undercurrent. Well, it's, it it, it's, although it's always been there for a while. It's a long while. 
I think you're going to see racism to some extent in any free democratic society. It's always because you're not going to be silenced. Yeah, but the fact that it has political leverage mm. seems to what? be a rising trend. And yeah, not so, only in Britain, but in every Western country right now. So much political leverage as well. I, a lot of what happened in Brexit, a lot of the information people were getting for the Leave side came from things like uh, there's a group called Britain First. And they're, uh-huh. Basically they're, they're a racist party. They're a neo-Nazi party, essentially. And they'll all swear up and down, oh, no, we hate Nazis and so forth. Well, they, you, you got the exact same message. And that's not good. No. And a lot of the people who voted Leave... If you could leave, cross Britain off and put Germany in and be a Nazi, then you're probably a Nazi. It w- Well, it was almost exactly... A lot of the propaganda is almost exactly the same as what you saw during the like 30s in Germany. Being someone who did history in university, a lot of what I saw was patently terrifying. Mm. There, there, was a, there was a story in the news uh, la- this week... Um, about it. There was a Polish community center in uh, South London somewhere that had like go home Polish people or whatever. Like I'm sure, I'm sure it was way more racist than that. Yes, well, definitely people, was. People I been, just can't remember exactly how. People have been walking around putting little cards that say in English and in Polish that says um, "Go home Polish." We voted vermin. leave. Now get out, Polish vermin and yeah. stuff like that in people's mailboxes. So like six year old Polish kid, sorry, six year old English kids who happen to have. Polish parents, yep. Polish grandparents here, here. are getting these notes telling them that they're basically not wanted in the country they were born in. There's a lady who's uh, being interviewed on the BBC, um, and she is Indian-born and now lives in London. And she has one kid who was born in India and one kid who was born in London. And the kids were like, what's going to happen to us? Like, Because yeah. one's, yeah. one's born natively and one's... And the yeah. answer is nobody knows. Yeah, right that's the scary thing about it. So the Leave campaign was based off of all that racism, which is probably the worst part of it. But the other part of it is the Leave campaign was built off a lot of... Lies? Well, yeah, lies. To yeah. be honest, the, I was going to say fifth... truths. I was going to try and... Well, the, th- no, the three, no, they're 250. They're, they're, they're out and out blatant lies. There's a lot of people are saying, well, the Leave campaign saying they will... Europe will have to, like, let them deal at face value. They won't. Which they won't. And if I was Europe, I wouldn't. They'll, they're they're going to make it a harsh, like, a harsh... They have to. They have if to, they because if people, then people else, just leave... Who's going to leave next if they well, don't make a stern example out of this? And uh, the best part, I don't know if you've seen it lately, is that a lot of the people, the Michael Goves and the Nigel Farage and, well, Boris... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Boris, Boris Johnson, Johnson has said he's not going to run for leadership of the Conservative yeah. Party. Okay, well done, you coward. Yeah. Like you know, he doesn't want to have to deal with all of the. He doesn't want to be the one to do it. Yeah, that's a he lot. He wanted of... to create a fuss, and he doesn't want to be the one to do it. Yeah. And Honestly, you everybody's back... backtracking. Nigel Farage has said those big messages they had on the side of a bus were not three hundred fifty million true. pounds yeah. per week that leaves Britain. Well, maybe yeah. that wasn't true, and we shouldn't have done that. So you're basically admitting your whole campaign is this giant stream of lies really that you fed think to they people. I don't expected it to work. I don't think they I don't expected think they to win. And now they don't know what to do now that they have. No, mm-hmm. they, nobody does. And uh, if Britain leaves, I think it's going to be a disaster. Mm-hmm. Because I, fair value, I'm British. I was born in the UK and I have very strong pride in my country. Like I have a lot of pride in Canada as well. Mm-hmm. But we're letting you stay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not Quebec. I never wanted to leave. Yeah, uh, but they... What I thought Britain was is clearly not what it is. The The funny thing is that they're like, we're finally getting our independence back. They never but lost it. They were, Yeah, they're an independent country. And no. people usually leave them. Right. Well, this, this is it. Britain is You'll usually the place back. that. Oh, who Sign was it? Who was the comedian said it? That uh, Britain is usually the place that it was uh, John Oliver. John Oliver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's usually been the fantastic place. John Oliver's this. brilliant. He was so. Um, he also he should did be the next prime minister of Britain. He um, except he's an American now. He should be the next prime minister. <laughs> should be the next. He, he should, should be, be the next president, president of United America. He, uh, United America. Oh, they're they're effed. That he, country uh, is completely. 
John Oliver has a podcast if you haven't listened to it, and he goes into Brexit way more. Um, the podcast, I've yeah. got to listen to it. Um, I, if I remember, keep talking. I'm going to find it. <laughs> it's but the whole Brexit thing was you're making you're gambling on a lot of assumptions. You're some assuming like of the Leave people, the people I've talked to, the Daily Bugle, the Bugle. That's of, amazing. Nice. Yeah, the Leave people I've talked to are all well. You know, now we're free to make trade deals with these countries. Okay, mm. that's. All well and good. England, I love you, but what do you have to offer? Mm. And it'll take... Like, it took Canada... Doctor what? Who and Monty Python that America can consume. Except if we've already got all the rights to that over here. Yeah, all we, the, we like, help lovely, finance it. We, we help finance Doctor Who, so... All the lovely treats and stuff that people want from Britain. Most of what you buy in a British store now is actually made in Canada or China or someone else. It's not made in the UK. Mm. The UK doesn't actually... I mean, they're an import nation, and they've just told their biggest client... To go f off, which is problematic to say the least. It does not seem to be a financially it, sound move. No, nope. it's it's akin to what Trump is saying right now, where he's like, "Oh, I'm going to renegotiate NAFTA," and it's like, "Okay, good luck with that." Man, we America are, is the only we, one that NAFTA works for. We, we all got boned on it already. Do you think we're going to agree to worse terms? Did you hear? Not likely. <laughs> did you hear about the guy who the Scottish guy who lives right by his golf course? In Scotland, Trump's, Trump's golf course, oh, and he, he, I know, but tell me, he wanted him to move so that they could have like a scenic view all the way through the, <laughs> through, the <laughs> through the golf course. So instead, he 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 was like, no. So Trump made a wall blocking the view of his this guy's house. Did he use Mexican labor? I don't know. I that doubt it. That, priceless he would have day. to you know, fly him over. <laughs> but he sent the bill to this guy. And oh, the guy's like, man. I'm not paying this. So he didn't pay it. Because he doesn't have to. And this guy's like, oh, I can... I don't think this is going to work for a country, another country, if, if it doesn't, doesn't even work for me. Face, if, yeah. not, if this guy does not paint his face blue and hang on to the top of that wall and just yell freedom once a day, every day. It's just seeing I, there's that lady stand. I'm sure you saw the picture of that lady standing there with a Trump is a blank sign. Which I, and it was brilliant. How Scotland... Rhymes with bunt? It might rhyme with bunt or hunt or... Munt? Munt or junt or any of those words that don't actually exist. Blunt. Oh, bunt is a blunt, word. Blunt, blunt. blunt is a word. Blunt. Mm. But uh, yeah, it was how Scotland reacted to Trump was beautiful. <laughs> I was considering the, mari- the mariachi band. Did you see it? He gets off the, I think you said getting up to the golf course and he was met by a mariachi band called One Direction. Yes. Who <laughs> <laughs> were playing songs and basically telling and, him he was and, an idiot. <laughs> And then the the news was like, so what do you think of this whole Brexit vote? And he's like, well, it's great because now um, the UK has you know gotten their independence. Just they're going to get their country back, just like the US is going to get their country back. And Scotland's like, we voted to stay. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> if you haven't done it yet, at some point when we're not recording for a podcast, mm-hmm. go and read the all the. Tweets. Oh, I have. Oh, yeah, I do it every. Of the I do it every day. It makes me feel so good about myself. <laughs> but uh, oh, it's man. just, just politics is unbelievable. And we were discussing it. Was it last week? Cards, right? We're at cards, and you made a valid point that we've gotten into this like post fact society. That's not my <laughs> point, but I'll take credit for. Wait, well, you you brought it up, but, yeah. uh, and it's true. It's like weird the that- Brexit vote was mm. just based on a pile of steaming BS. But if that's your opinion, there you can read enough stuff on the internet to validate that opinion in your own mind. But but it's weird and that then you yeah. vote that way, and then surprise, the world is ruined. I I don't understand why the world has gotten to this place where scientists and you know people whose jobs it is to do this research and find out about things, there are their opinions are not valid for people. Well, yeah. From Brexit, a great quote from Michael Gove is, the British people are tired of listening to experts. Mm, yeah. Excuse me, what? Because uh, like, you know, it, it happens on the left also, as well as on the oh, right. Oh, it does. It's, like, um, they're, they have like uh, just a raft of scientists who come out saying, like, genetically modified food is safe. You know, like, if there, it is not in and of itself a dangerous thing, but... A lot of people reject that information, and it's coming from the same science. 
the same type of scientists that they rely on for issues about climate or mm -hmm. other issues, now scientists, based on the same rigorous, peer-reviewed scientific method, are saying something that you on the left are against is safe. Yeah. yeah. And now the left is rejected. People it's on the left, admittedly, like myself, are rejecting that information. Well... And it's, fr it's frustrating because... I think when it comes down to the genetically modified food thing, I think a lot of people... It's more uncertainty because, mm. like, when you're manipulating fish DNA, I think it's salmon DNA or yeah. something they put into strawberries to make it more frost resistant or something, something like that. Yeah. That I heard. Um, people are like, okay, well, how long have you been doing this? And how, what effects are there? Because how are you going to measure the effects over that out of X amount of time? Mm. Like, genetically, they can't see why it would be a problem. But that doesn't mean it isn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I think the argument that I will buy in that is there it, hasn't uh, been a large enough sample size yet for you to make that kind of decision on. <laughs> that being said, how are we going to feed everybody if we don't genetically modify food? It's not like it's not like uh like climate. Like it's we not have like 99% climate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and now that we've passed the tipping point, unfortunately, the past week uh, you heard that, yeah? We passed the temperature tipping point. Oh, so we're, now we're just boned. We, we are. We are. It'll take a long time. <sighs> Bless you. Um, for us to get the temperature back I down. I thought we passed it a while ago. But this is like the, the last point where oh. we can't save it. Did you hear the good climate <laughs> news, though? Which uh, one? The hole in the ozone layer over Antarctica starting is to heal. starting to heal and shrink. Yeah. Unfortunately, we've boned other things. Yeah. <laughs> and, we, and in Canada, because, I mean, we... Under Harper, we completely screwed any of our environmental. Well, you know, scientists aren't people back then. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> we can't let scientists talk because they might tell you things like yeah. the truth yeah. or something. That could. In fairness, though, it seems that all the scientists in the world talking doesn't really amount to much. Mm -hmm. Because it's, when thousands of them tell people something, we're tired of hearing from experts. If it's not our own preconceived opinion, we apparently well, we don't want to hear it. And part of the problem the scientists have is they get their money from people who don't necessarily care what they think. Mm. Like, a lot of what today's decisions that are made politically are made because of different corporate agendas and stuff like that. Because the they've, got the, they've got the lobbying power. I mean, if you do a quick Google search on how much the pharmaceutical lobby has in the United States every year. Or the it's, gun lobby. Or the gun lobby. or disgusting. Or even the tobacco lobby. Like, yeah. it's... Everybody knows that cigarettes are going to kill you. I quit for that reason. But... You know what's worse? It's guns. Guns, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I read a great article that was republished on Vox uh, this week. And it was from a, from a self-professed, quote-unquote, gun nut who said, like, look... I love guns. Guns are awesome. I have them in my house. I give. The, I've taught my kids. How is to this use the them. old military, the former military guy? No. Okay, no, then someone one. else did this. Yeah, too. that was uh, talking about the specifics of the AR-15. Vox has been fantastic in mm -hmm. its coverage um, of the gun, of the recent gun stuff in the United States. But this one was about a guy who's like, "Look, let's stop BSing ourselves." You know, having there's lots of great reasons to have a gun. But definitely having one in your house definitely increases the chances that you or someone you know is going to get killed by a gun. Mm -hmm. There are statistical facts that prove it. It's, it's very easy to do the math on my favorite argument that I've always heard about gun control is the whole, well, I need a gun to defend myself. Isn't okay. It, the Jim Jeffries thing is very perfect for The this. Jim Jeffries thing is a very hilarious take on it. But if you Google the stats the online, all you need to do is find out how many um, accounts or events of justifiable homicide there are in the United States mm -hmm. versus how many accidental gun deaths there are in the United States. Yeah. That's your direct comparison. That's telling you how many people successfully defended themselves lawfully with a firearm versus how many four-year-olds accidentally killed themselves or a parent mm -hmm. by playing with a gun that wasn't taken care of. Yeah, it's a, And the yeah. fact that the accidental deaths is like quadruple or more, it's more than the justifiable homicides one tells you that having a gun is just a blatantly bad idea. It was like, um, oh shoot, what was I just thinking? 
Last week, there was a um, a seven-year-old kid shot his uh, brother, a four-year-old kid, oh. because his mom just had a gun like in yeah. the house randomly. Well, did you hear about the lady, the gun advocate in Texas, who murdered her two daughters because she was mad at their dad? Yep. And um, and it's not like like gun gun people are like, well, I'm safe. I keep my gun in this. This is a Jim Jeffries point. I keep my gun in a safe. Jim Jeffries got robbed once. Um, when he lived there, oh, I've seen this bit. And there's no, and he's the like, there's UK. no way I'm gonna run over to the safe, get the combination out, get the gun, and be like, hey, I can't say that word. <laughs> you chose the wrong guy. Let's. If you're a safe gun owner, your guns won't protect you because they'll be locked in a safe, stripped the, and well, and the ammunition, ammunition will be separate from. And if someone's breaking into your house with a firearm with the intent to murder you, which, admittedly. Basically, never happens anywhere in the world. Usually, when people break into your house, they want your TV, or they want your jewelry, or credit whatever cards, they, credit cards, whatever cash is in your wallet. They're usually, and if they find out people are home, most of the time they run away. Because a lot of them want want it bad enough to murder someone. What? In actuality, a lot of them are drug addicts and things like that. They're just looking for an easy way to get some cash to get some drugs. Mm. And once there's other people there, they just get out of there because statistically, statistically, it the odd sort of home invasion with intent to murder does happen. But that's usually because you've made someone mad. Mm. And in those situations, you're probably not going to survive anyways. Yep. So it's the whole argument is insane. But and it's like the people who are like, well, if more people had guns, these mass shootings wouldn't happen. But there hasn't been a there's, mass shooting that was stopped by someone carrying a gun. No, there, in o- there been, the total in over the total in over thirty years zero that yeah, have no, actually no, no, not zero. But the Washington Post found a couple, found like a handful. But it was like, but it's statistically but, irrelevant. But next it was to the number of people. Who the were couple killed that the, the Washington way. Post found also were stopped midway. Yes, and so you still happening. ended up having more people killed by the gunman than you did stopped from killing by the person with a concealed carry. McLean. Yeah, those are also over thirty years ago. Yeah, some of them, and also one of, of them, them, the guy who was killed was also out of ammunition by the time the guy shot him anyway. In, so. order, in order to find enough um, incidents to make to reach their word count in the article, the Washington Post had to go back like to the mid nineties. Yeah, to start. So between the mid-90s and now, they were able to find something like seven, seven to ten confirmed incidents of a John McClane stopping a shooting in progress. Well, it comes down to real life is in the movies. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. And the gun lobby and all of the gun nuts, as Jim Jeffries called it. You'd actually love his new new thing. You have oh, to watch Oh, I will that. watch it tonight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I watched it last night before I went to How do I know? And I'm probably going to watch it again tonight because he's just hilarious. I didn't even get the email about it because usually I get emails about uh, new things I would like. Really? That would hey, be actually, I, I didn't. Do. I just was flipping through and I'm like, Jim Jeffries, all right. All right. <laughs> and I was all over it. Um, <laughs> the other thing that kills me about Jim Jeffries, though, is he's suddenly become people see him as this like anti-gun crusader now, which he totally is. I mean, he's a really offensive dude. That's what oh, he, does. Yes. he tells like oh, wait, he only a gun, right? I don't think he does. Own I don't a gun. think he Didn't does. Didn't he yeah. say like, or was he just being hypothetical? He was being no, hypothetical. Was yeah, I don't think he does. I think he's he's a bit concerned about killing himself with a gun if he had by one. accident by yeah. drinking. You know, he used to be an opera singer. No. Are you serious? He was an opera singer, and then he got vocal notes, and it, it ruined his voice. So his, fall, his fallback is stand-up comedy, which he's comedian. really, really, yeah. really good at. Damn it. Yeah. Another bloody Todd McFarlane. I can't be a professional baseball player. I guess I'll settle for being a comic book artist. Mm-hmm. And now he doesn't even do that. What does Todd McFarlane do now? Collect money. Just sit on a huge pile of cash. Well, he, he's like, well, maybe we should uh, maybe do another toy. We'll does, sell it for he, 40 bucks. He does a lot of work with McFarlane. Like for, he's very active in McFarlane toys. Like He does okay. a lot of design and a lot of sculpting. Still doing sports figures, etc. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a lot, of, like, a lot of comic book figures, too. He's done, he does a lot of covers, and he did some penciling uh, for some recent Spawn issues. Whenever they pass like, um, a milestone. Uh, yeah, significant milestone. Did they just like, reboot Spawn or something? Mm, they, this is I so th- bad, because I was a huge Spawn junkie for years and years and years and then then, just, then the 90s ended 
Boom! <laughs> fell right off. <laughs> Started reading angst, Deadpool. The angst got out of you. Yeah. Is what you're saying? No, I still. If you know me, I still have a lot of angst. No, no, no yeah. not. But not. But 90s it's angst. Not 90s angst. Yeah. I have different angst. That's have that's a spawn. Less angst, corn then. and more. Less corn, more. What are they called? Deftones. Uh, well, I love the Deftones. I love but more Deftones. Rage Against the Machine. Although they're Prophets now of Rage. Prophets of Rage, which, which look I saw amazing. Legs of and be real and. Um, mm. Chuck D are amazing. Oh man, they were good. And I saw this like horrible bootleg online of it. I did too. Was, are they releasing I, an album or are they just a touring band? Uh, there's rumors there's going to be an album, but rumors. I've also heard rumors of a new Rage Against the Machine album since about a month after the battle for Los Angeles, and <laughs> nothing yet. Oh, well, Zach's just album. been a uh, you know he's been, doing his thing. Well, yeah. I, this whole like global political climate has to be completely disheartening to we need him back yeah like zach needs to come back and drop a new album and i'm sure everybody would be down for it yeah it's too like i understand his position that the recording industry is a money is a money making machine and it's not necessarily interested or useful in his political message but that message reaches so many people i think that's through the argument the rest of the band has tried to make to him as well that but how, I mean to say that he's like a, to Zach, say that he's an extremist really in some important. of his views. He can be. Yeah. Zach, he can be pretty extreme in his views, but I think those are views that need to happen. I, I would love another honest like another pure rage against the machine album. Yes, yeah, so would I. So would I a I think lot Prophets of, of Rage is a good in between because I think it's, those guys are also very It's the next best thing. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck D's definitely in a way, very like political. It, I don't know about I'm a huge Cypress yep. Hill fan as well. Like a lot of people are like, "Wow, you're a chunky white kid and you're a Cypress Hill fan." Yeah, that, love, that's the I've majority of Cypress Hill or chunky <laughs> white kids. Yeah, and I don't do any illegal drugs or anything anymore. Which is the second question I get is like, "Wow, big pothead?" No, mm. but it's it definitely worked. Like watching it, I was like, "Yeah, that's." They did the how could I just kill a man and stuff like that and mm. some old public enemy stuff and it was just Tom Morello's guitar on it is just amazing. <laughs> anyway, let's move away from Brexit. Although let's let's end on this funny thing. Right after Brexit happened, trending on Twitter and Google was Texit because <laughs> Texas is trying to leave again. <laughs> did it ever stop? I don't think so, but I think they 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 wanted a new name because of Brexit. <laughs> Texit. That's good. That's catchy. You put that on a t-shirt. Yes, a good, That's a good tie into the gun control. <laughs> <laughs> when my dad, who's a statistician, went to Texas for, he discovered it. He's like, did you know, when he got back, first thing he told me, he's like, did you know that in Texas there's one registered fire, or sorry, four registered firearms for every man, woman, senior, child, infant in the state? Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. And I was just like, that is mind-boggling. That's it's a not lot the, of guns. It's not that the babies actually own guns, but it's just so easy to register a firearm in Texas mm. that even the criminals do it. There was, um... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, criminals will register their personal firearms because it's just that easy. There you were... do it while you're buying the firearm. What? What is... Why would a criminal they do that? They still use illegal firearms to commit all their criminal stuff, but they have but they, personal firearms that they can that register. They register. Oh, so it's like they have the one box for crime and one box yeah, for recreational like they have home their two use. holsters, right? And they have their this is my this is my personal safety firearm and this is my you forgot to pay me for whatever I did mm-hmm. for you firearm. There was one of those uh shows like 60 minutes or something like that and they had a 13-year-old Going around to different stores and being like, "Hey, can I buy cigarettes?" And like, "Oh no, can I buy alcohol?" Oh no, no, honey, you can't. You can't get alcohol. You can't get smokes here. He goes to a gun show, and this guy's like, "Here, have a rifle," <laughs> and he bought a rifle. A thirteen-year-old uh, kid. You can actually buy a Hello Kitty AR-15 in Texas. Yep, yep. I saw the pictures of that. <laughs> um, and someone did a mock-up of a Hello Kitty uh, AK-47, but yeah. that's not legal because it's Russian. You know, yeah. there was. I'm repeating myself, but there was I think a it's great... in Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> there was a good Vox article about the AR-15 and about how the difficulty that there is with banning it, because it's not a gun; it's uh, it's a Lego for guns. Like the AR-15 is a component system, and you can build any you can build several different specifications of firearm with mm-hmm. it. 
Yeah. So to just blanket ban it is really, really hard to do. They yeah. need to also ban like high capacity magazines. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's an easy fix. Honestly, so, that would be like, something easy to do. Just like to Chris take Chris Rock, who wanted to like bullet control. Yeah, you, you need bullet control. Five thousand dollars a bullet. That way, if you really want to kill someone, you still can, but uh, it's gonna cost you. That mm. way, there'll be no innocent victims. By, no, but innocent bystanders. <laughs> that guy's got fifty thousand dollars worth of ammunition in him. He must have done something. But yeah, like the AR fifteen, it's it's it's. Like a Mr. Potato Head gun. Yeah. You can buy a normal AR-15, and in that situation, it's basically a hunting rifle. Like, mm-hmm. it's still semi-automatic, but... There's lots of guns that are. There's lots of guns that are. No one needs to hunt with a semi-automatic. But, That's what bothers me. No, yeah. nobody does need to hunt with a semi-automatic. You're going to ruin the meat if you are hunting for meat. Yeah. You'll ruin your trophy if you're still doing that Well, I think, I think if, if you're rural, there's lots of good reasons to own a gun. Mm-hmm. But... There's no reason Bears. to own 15 guns, and there's no reason to own a gun that can, like, fire out 60 rounds per second. Mm-hmm. You can chase off a bear with a shotgun. You don't you need can to chase... Cha- you can scare anything with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, you can chase off a bear with an old Winchester 30... They used to shoot bears with old Winchester 3030s. You right. don't need a, a firearm that you can convert to an M16 fully automatic assault rifle... With a couple cheap parts you can buy on eBay. Well, admittedly, it's illegal to do that. Mm. Even in the most gun-happy states in the U.S., to convert a weapon to a fully automatic weapon is illegal. Yeah, but, but do you think people are stopping doing it? No. Well, no. Exactly. Either way. Is Vox a Canadian site? No, it's uh, it's American. Mm. I just like that it's a Latin joke. Do they have a podcast? Or would they? They like, must. I, I don't know much about their organization. <laughs> would they? Why are you thinking? Maybe they should. Because maybe they should sponsor, sponsor one. <laughs> maybe this one. Because we haven't done that in a while. <laughs> this, this wouldn't be a real geeks with kids if Eric didn't go sponsorship. It's fishing. not always me. It's oh, usually Aaron. Aaron is quickest on the Aaron draw with it, it too. <clears throat> I was just chewing chips at the time and I couldn't get to the joke faster. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm choking on the chips. Um, you know who has a lot of guns? Batman. <laughs> Batman. I heard he's like I a stone cold Batman killer now. Oh, I should have shown you the battle. So, so the extended version came out. Does and he have an AR-15? <laughs> no, but he has a grenade launcher. We'll explain that later. Dogs walking down the street, whatnot. Grenade launcher. <laughs> no? I think I might need another drink. You should. Yes, you do. Wait, do we all um, have no drinks? Do you need more drinks? I do. I forgot about it. Anyway, so Batman vs. Superman Extended Edition came out with 30 minutes more um, uh, footage. Incomprehensible mayhem. It's a, well, you know, they explained a little more, like, why they're fighting in an empty dock at the end of the... <laughs> the explanation was wonderful. <laughs> was. If your movie's so bad, you need to tell us why you're doing things. Or the, why did uh, Lois and her investigative powers of finding out about fruit and vegetables... Um, what? <laughs> so, um, did I not tell you, show you this art? No, no, you missed that part. So, so there's can you a, please tell me how many minutes of this movie are spent on Lois Lane investigating <laughs> vegetables? So this is what happens. <clears throat> so she's, she's investigating the guy who has the explosives in his wheelchair. Right? Okay. Okay. So she goes to There's his apartment. There's a scene where someone blows up Congress with explosives in a wheelchair, like in that episode of Breaking Bad. Spoilers. And, mm-hmm. um, then nobody mentions it in the movie again that Congress got blown up. Yeah, more or less. Superman saves people in the extended version. That's sort of nice. So wait, Congress gets blown up and it's just not a big deal? It's a big Pretty- deal, but they don't really talk about it again. It's a big deal in the scene that it's happening. And a little bit of scenes afterwards. It just kind of goes away. It sort of well, goes It's mm-hmm. like they just added it after or something. Well, Superman goes away and people are like, where did Superman go in the original version? Uh, anyway, so this one, Lois is looking up the guy who blew up. And she's going through his apartment trying to figure out his motive and stuff. And then she goes, she sees a bowl of fruit. She's like, huh, this orange is new. This is what's going through her head. I, she didn't say it out loud. But then she opens up the fridge and she's like, these are fresh groceries. He wasn't expecting to die. <laughs> he didn't know. Every morning when they're doing their groceries, they're like, I might die today, so I'm not going to bother. Well, he didn't. She realized that he didn't expect to blow up that day because of his fresh groceries. Because of his My fresh grandmother groceries. used to tell that joke about the old guy who goes into the doctor and is like, How's, How am I doing, doc? And the doctor says, Well, don't buy any green bananas. 
<laughs> That's better than Zack Snyder's version. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, Zack Snyder, here's my elderly grandmother. She's going to help you out with your next script. Okay, if you had to like figure it out mathematically, how much of this movie is actual just bad exposition? All of it? Like, like 100%, <laughs> no, no, no. awful exposition. You know what? Because half of it has to be just dudes punching each other. Yeah, yeah right? I was going to say, there, there, there are the exploding parts. So it's only 50% bad exposition. They actually explain Jimmy Olsen at the beginning. He actually says his name before he gets shot in the head. Does that count as exposition? I well, I think it does. It does because they, they finally say his name because originally they didn't. Does he just like say hi? I'm Jimmy Olsen, or does he say yes, like, hi? I'm that Jimmy is Olsen, your longtime best friend. That's exactly what he says. He says hi. I'm Jimmy Olsen, photographer. <laughs> and Lois that is like, okay. exposition. Was that was that audible? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Because that head slap, if it wasn't audible, needed to be. The, I'm Jimmy uh, Olsen, photographer for the Daily Planet. Where you? Daily Planet, where you both yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. High worry. five, guys. I almost said Daily Bugle, too. <laughs> um, but you know what? Let, let's, let's just stop talking about this, because we're going to, us and my other podcast, Dance Robot Dance, we're going to get together, we're going to drink some alcohol, and we're going to watch this movie and talk about it. Diet What's the name water. of that podcast? Dance Robot Dance. Where can I listen to this podcast? I'm sorry, I missed that. What was that It's podcast? Dance Robot Dance. It's okay. going on iTunes probably next week. Um, I had to fix one of the episodes because I hate editing. But <laughs> you're not alone in that phenomenon. Yes. Also, anyway. did, have I apologized yet for the previous two weeks? Because I'm sorry. I'm sure it's fine. From what I listened to, which was nothing, it sounded <laughs> fine. <laughs> well, it seems like the majority of our listenership would agree with you. Oh, what Eric means is bloody amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, what else is new? You had a list too. I'll keep going down mine. Oh, but man. Wreck It Ralph uh, announced a sequel. But you guys had never seen Wreck It Ralph one. No, we're terrible parents. So it's seriously, sitting in my queue, it's like third or fourth from the top. Just watch it with your kids. It's so good. Is it on Netflix? Yeah. See, I tried. It was, was. Canadian Netflix. It might not be on Canadian Netflix. You know, because I, I had to switch back. I picked up. Yeah, a, me too. I picked up a copy of Zootopia, and it's I tried, so good. I tried to watch it with my kids, but within the first five minutes, the main character gets beaten up and like Wolverine style slashed across the face. Yeah, and that was too much for my four and two year old. That yeah, that's fair. There's they, admittedly my four year old was totally down. <laughs> <laughs> she, she loved that movie. Yeah, she. They, your kids would not be down with the uh, animals going feral later. Yeah, no, later on in the movie when the... Yeah. the was it a panther? It was a wolf. It was like a fox or a wolf stuff. Thing. Oh, and the otter. Oh, yeah, was, and the otter. Is, I didn't yeah. make it that far in the movie, so I don't... I've met a guy like that otter before. Uh, before or after the feral? Post-feral otter. I met oh. a guy. That's scary. I'm not saying there was drugs involved, but there was there probably, probably drugs. drugs involved. Well, anyway, Wreck-It Ralph 1 was about video games. Good video games and arcades. Remember arcades? Those used to be a thing. I remember. Oh, I remember. Library Combat Three. There's an arcade downtown Hamilton. Which one? Uh, it was right near. I think it was right beside Joe Batinsky's for a while. I guess I wasn't there. I only went to Hamilton. It would have university. been before our university years. Okay. So, although I'm still doing the college <laughs> thing, that's okay. Um, and there was an arcade there. I was playing Mortal Kombat Three, and I was doing. With Scorpion, I was kicking everybody's butt all day long. Because Scorpion's this, cheap. And like, seven-year-old came in and bounced me. Like, there was no tomorrow. Like, I just got annihilated. And that's the first time I realized You're that, getting you old. know, little kids could be really good at video games. And the second time... Because they grow up with it. We, like, we grew up, like, our first probably real video game was Tetris. NES. Well, NES, anything, like Super yeah. Mario. No, yeah. These Hunt, kids maybe. grew yeah, up with... Super uh, Mario Brothers Duck Hunt. That was yeah. Wild Gunman, Hogan's Alley. Those were my games. Yeah. Uh, those were the first ones that I owned. Um, the first the original video- Contra. Yeah. I was the first person I ever met that actually beat the original Contra. Nice. I beat Contra as well. It took a long time. I also beat the original Ninja Turtles. That was an awesome Whoa. game. I yeah. love that game. I beat that too. It's props. <sighs> yes. Um, There's not many of us No one there. believes us. <laughs> yeah, no. They're like, Never everybody's did. like, yeah, that's Never it's because a game is infuriating, but when you only have one game for like a year and a half before your next game, the one game <laughs> I never beat was Fax Xanadu. I never played that it. was a hard it bloody was game. That was so like an action good. RPG, like a Zelda style. It was yeah, it was like Zelda but worse. Well, yeah. I don't know if it was worse. It was a really awesome. It was game. different. Did it you was... see the new Zelda? I want to play that game. It so looks badly. so good. But what's like? What are we going to be playing it on? 
Oh, it's gonna it's coming out on the Wii U, but it's also coming out on the NX. Okay, so you have a Wii U, so you're set. You will at I least will, be able to play it. I will probably sell my Wii U. To get the NX? To get it. I only have like three or four games on there. There's well, nothing been on Mario Maker, it. which is like six or seven games in one. Yeah, Mario Maker, which is fun occasionally. Um, the Super Mario Brothers 3D, which I still haven't beat. It's fun. It looks I, fantastic. Uh, Wind Waker, which I've beaten before, and I'm going to try and beat it again. But nothing else. I, there's nothing mm-hmm. on the Wii U that I want. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Like, it seems to be a good enough upgrade to the Wii. It's a cool system that... Uh, the last couple Nintendo systems have been great ideas, and then just, just no follow-through. The GameCube was really good. Like The Wii was neat. The, the Wii, Wii was, was really cool when it came out, but I don't feel like there was, there was a enough bunch of thoughtful execution with the motion control. There was a bunch of like neat release titles, but then after that, you're like, okay, where do I go from here? I bowled a lot. Like, yeah. I'm great at Wii Boxing. Now what? The Twilight Princess was incredible. Like, Zelda Twilight Princess was fantastic. One of my I want to get that games. for my Wii U. So I can get um, the But, Amiibo. like, past that, Metro, the Metroid Prime versions for Wii were really good. And Metroid Prime 3 was just on the Wii. Yeah. And that, that game was, a, was, that was amazing. amazing. The Wii Fit games were kind of fun for a bit. I never like, played yeah. them. The Most people I know sort lame. of did it for a while, and then it was like, yeah, whatever. That was, like, that was exactly us. Like, we got a Wii Fit board, um, and we used for the first year. Like, we used it for a year. Like, I used it pretty much daily. But <laughs> then it just kind of... And they did so much engineering on the North American version, because they had to add, like, 50 pounds. <laughs> I'm not joking. They had to. I saw yeah, a dude I remember online that. who actually, like, hacked his Wii Fit board so he could control World of Warcraft on his computer with the Wii Fit. It was online. You could probably find a video on YouTube. But wait, wait, but Why? I should, it's I, like the people who maybe play, he was like so mad Leroy overweight. Jenkins can look more like The Rock. He was probably mad overweight and didn't want to like work out because that would be time away from World of Warcraft, which a lot of people didn't. It is a like legitimate addiction. Oh, big time! I, I know. Quit yeah. like six years ago or something, yeah. and everybody I've eight had a years lot of, clean. A lot of people are like, "Hey, you should come Never back," and I'm it. like, "It's just not going to happen." No. Because I love my wife and my child, and I don't want to lose them over a video game. Because mm, yeah. it's that cracky. That's it's not hyperbole. Cracky. Like that is not hyperbole. Oh, I know people who like who just who had relationships destroyed. My friend because of World of Warcraft. My friend failed at a university because of Evercrack. Oh yeah. I have a friend who I actually Ever did. I live with this friend. No. Or do we both have a friend independently? Yeah, different friend. <laughs> I have a friend that I go to college with who failed their first university because of like League of Legends. Oh, that's like way that. later. Yeah. Well, that's way later. He's way younger than me. He okay, sort of fair. went back to college right after he got knocked got out of clean. university. And he sort of went, whoops. Wait, did we end up talking about why I was talking about video games? Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, yeah. Wreck-It Ralph, Wreck-It Ralph which is too. actually a pretty good segue. Number two games. is about the internet. So like Google and... and I just got that... That little video with the orc, the internet is for. Never mind. Yeah. That's from uh, Avenue Q. Yes. Aww. And it's absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. And kind of true. Wait, did you talk about how Hamilton won everything at the Tonys? Yeah, but that's pretty much all we said, because what else can you say? Greatest musical ever wins a lot of awards. They weren't the... End. They weren't the... Mm, I prefer Spamalot. That's a yeah, lot. I've never seen Hamilton? either. No. Haven't heard of it. Spamalot is oh, pretty funny. Dude. So Hamilton... You'll, you'll um, love it. You'll actually like it a lot. They won most of their Tonys. They haven't won the most Tonys. They were Tonys. nominated 16 times. They won like 12. 12. But um, the producers, when they had their year, they won 13. So mm. they Out won how one. how many? Uh, I think it was how like 14 or 15 like that. That's a tough one. Mm. But Hamilton's amazing. Like the, oh, God, it's incredible. He's won the, like, the Pulitzer Prize and all this other random crap. Oh my god, our friend Meg just went to see it. She I just hate posted her so much. Fi- oh, I hate her so, so much. <laughs> I know a bunch of people that have seen Hamilton, and it makes me really angry. The the run is like sold out into like, what, it's got to be Christmas time Are now. they going to tour with it? or um, They're opening the, up other Hamiltons in different yeah. cities. Um, Chicago's is just setting up now. Part of the original production team is moving over there now. But started up in it, Chicago. Then is what? Like San Francisco and... Well, Chicago will branch off to the tour, right? And as, oh, okay. per, as per usual, it takes forever to get to Canada. Yeah, the, well, well, the is already in talks. Yeah, they're trying to bring it next year, but they're not going to bring yeah, it next no, year. Toronto It'll be two will years. probably get it in the first, like within the first or second wave of tours. Didn't yeah. some 
school in Toronto, like, vibe. We were going to go to oh, this. They, they tried work. so hard. And, and they got hosed. I oh, believe. God. Let me look it up. Let me look um, it up. It was a performing arts school in Mississauga. So, what. They're pretty good. Like, they, they, they stage things. Like, they make their own musicals. They're, it's a really good performing arts school. And they really wanted to do Hamilton. The CBC cut them a little sizzle reel and they aired it as a news segment. And it was really, like, it looked professional. More or less, very, except very well you know done. the choreo was bad. But they're I'm not a choreo but they're guy, teenagers, but so I yeah. don't I can't really fault them. Wexford Although I was at the Ribs Fest yesterday, and I was um, saying that the little children were bad dancers, and they were like <laughs> seven and eight. But when you can't give it all, you shouldn't be dancing. This, I'm just saying. So you're critiquing seven year olds? I was. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> the school we're talking about is Wexford Collegiate School yeah, for the Arts it. in Scarborough. The thing that's sad is that... Scarborough is incredibly different than Mississauga. My bad. I couldn't remember what side of Toronto... The Sog and the Scar... I couldn't remember what side of Toronto it was on. Um, But um, it was sad because the kids, like, were... The the drama teacher said that she had never seen kids so enthusiastic about one project. Like, they had Hamilton parties outside of school to learn lyrics and, like, just to sing with each other. She was quoted in the news article as saying, like, the kids all showed up to rehearsal one with the entire book memorized. Which is not... And that never happens. Never, ever happens. why is it that schools aren't allowed to perform it? It's just a rights issue? Rights issue, yeah. So, blind corporate greed. Well, they they want to keep the artistic... uh, They want to make sure that things are done properly. Like, that's why rights are there. Yeah. Well, and to make money. And to money, yeah. But in sure. fairness, making money in the arts is an extremely difficult thing to do in the first place. Yeah. So they're kind Damn of near impossible. Yeah. I mean, you know the old one about how to make a million dollars in theater? Start with ten million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very true. But it's like like if you were like it wasn't even Lin Manuel who stopped it. It was the it was the publishing company. Yeah, that would be the people who have and the rights. Apparently they might have had leverage if they hadn't already staged it. Apparently a complicating factor in the case is that they had already staged They staged, they filmed it, they did everything they could to make it look professional. If they just played low, if they hadn't gone into rehearsal, if they hadn't gotten so far along in the process... They could have let them do like an educational version of it. Yeah, well, they... They could have done a concert version or something like that, right? A school edition of Hamilton is inevitable. Like, it's going to happen sooner or later. And they might have been able to say, well, look, do this song, this song, and this song. But because they'd already publicly aired it, because they'd already... Not, I don't even know if they fundraised or not. I don't know if that was an issue. It was more but, that they wanted to do a performance, and they did the perform. They did a performance. Yeah, right. They, they like were it wasn't a publicly strong arm them in a way. Like, like they were say they had already taken it too far publicly because yeah. they were doing actual scenes. They weren't doing like there 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 are universities that are doing medleys and stuff, and those yeah. are tribute medleys. But and it's those not are fine. Turn- Nothing stops yeah. a school from doing a tribute or a medley. But doing the whole show is a different. Yeah. yeah. By doing because the the video that CBC did, they showed two scenes, but they were full scenes. Yeah. And they were very well done, though. They did Right Hand Man, so, which is where Hamilton uh, meets Washington, and it it was incredible. It was so so well done. And then they did My Shot, which was good. You know, that's it's I'm very like critical. A, uh, yeah. <laughs> If nothing else, if nothing else positive comes from it, the actors I think have gotten themselves good material for their sizzle reel from mm-hmm. this. If Agreed. nothing else, so it's been beneficial in that way. As if they a can teach, use, like yeah, as a teacher, should. as someone who was a drama teacher, like struggling with how stringently to observe things like rights when you're doing things in a school is a difficult balancing act because well, you never want to step on a student because whenever a student is enthusiastic about drama, it's so rare. Like, statistically, like, you never want to shut something down. No, I, it's, whenever a kid expresses any kind of interest in the arts, whether it's playing music or painting or acting or writing or any of those things, or any of the subjects, actually, like, it could be science or math, you don't ever want to tread on that. Because, I mean, we all know how hard it can be to get to the end of high school or university with any enthusiasm left for anything at all. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Let alone, like, let alone something where, you know, the arts where 99% of you will go into the arts and you may be really good at it and you're probably never going to make a nickel out of it because that's just how the industry works. It's like the kids who play sports. Most kids who play hockey, 99% of them, no matter how good they are, 
aren't ever going to play the NHL or but, whatever. Yeah. What's important is that they don't give up their shot. I owe. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a Hamilton that's a song from Hamilton. <laughs> I, but you might actually like it. Actually, I think you would really enjoy maybe. It. See, it's not. It's not. It, I will agree with some people. It's not for everyone. Like, if you don't like the style of music, I can see that. <laughs> I was uh, my. I don't know how you can like this, but tangent. Um, we took my mother up to a cottage for the weekend for her uh, her birthday, her most recent twenty eighth birthday. Um. <laughs> And we uh um, regular current huh? sound. <laughs> annual you might say. Um but we uh like I made them listen to a couple of songs from the soundtrack and her response was like, It's really good. I just don't care for all the rapping. <laughs> and rapping is like easily three quarters of the soundtrack. It's probably more. I'm not sure actually. The more I listen to it, the more to call but, it a, a hip hopera, I think, is unfair because there's much there's a much wider variety of musical styles. There is in it singing than I think. in it, but there is rap in everything. Not yeah. absolutely everything, yeah, more or less. Most things, I would say, but like "Dear Theodosia," that's pretty much a straight up ballad. There isn't a lot of rapping in that. Yep. Yeah, you're right. And there's a couple of other songs like that, like the. I feel like he chooses the musical style to suit the scene. Mm-hmm. And what he's choosing... That's from, what he says in the Hamilton. I love that book so Have you much. read it yet? I'm maybe halfway through it. Mm. It's so, so good. They, um, you would enjoy it. You would enjoy this too, Mark. I'll um, bring it down. But the, the book of Hamilton contains the sheet music, the lyrics... Not sheet music, just lyrics. Not the, it's just the lyrics? There's, there's no music in there. There's no, there's no notes. It was in your head, Spears. It's music possible. Was in your head. I do often hallucinate when I read things. <laughs> oh, uh, they filmed it this week, this past week too. Yeah, for PBS. With, with the original. Oh, is it for PBS? I thought they said they weren't sure what. No, was PBS has a set. They're releasing. It's like a documentary. They're going to air certain numbers. It's not going to be the whole show end to end, but they filmed the whole show end to end. So there will eventually be a DV, um, some sort of media that you can buy. That is the original production of Hamilton. Mm. Or at least the video file exists somewhere. So it will get leaked somewhere. And it'll it will get leaked or they'll release it as a sixty nine ninety nine DVD special or something. And I will get it. Worth it. <laughs> I'll check it out sometime. You'll love it. Just the, the historical perspective is really interesting. The mm-hmm. last musical I actually saw would be Lord of the Rings. At- That's unfortunate. <laughs> that, was, that was rough. Yeah, it was something like mom, a three-hour-plus musical. My mom bought it for me and well, my one does girlfriend, not who's walk now into my Mordor. wife. One does not simply walk into Mordor. <laughs> I got I got really tired of bouncing orcs after a while. It was apparently like I, I, I just don't think of orcs as bouncy. I thought this. I, I from what I saw, the set looked amazing. The set was kind of cool. They Raising had, platforms is neat. Yeah, Great. there was all sorts of like shifting platforms. Tell stuff. me there was a number called Tonight We Dine on Man Flesh. I don't think there was. There might have been. I kind of struck think, most I don't, of I don't, it I don't from Because there should be. What's up, geeks? This is Eric, and uh, we're going to cut it off right here. We have a lot more for you next week. So come back and listen to part two of Geeks with Kids with Mark. Same geek time, same geek channel. Have a good one.